Hey friends, Andy Jenkins with the Warrior Hope Podcast with Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Uh, I'm actually the director of Warriors on Mission and so want to bring you another idea that's going to help move this forward in season number three where we've really been talking about going behind the mission of Crosswinds and what we do and how and why we do this behind the mission of some of the things that Warriors experience and then moving beyond the mission. Okay, what's the next best thing uh, to move forward with? Most Warriors need a new, different mission. Uh, Today I want to talk about the idea of sometimes there are good things and there are bad things, good elements and bad elements of um, going into the military. And again, in the same way that I threaded multiple stories together before, I want to do that again in this episode. So here, here's who I'm going to bring to the table. Joe Montalbano, two guys from two different eras. Joe Montalbano was in the Iraq War. He's a veteran uh, from that. Dropped out uh, of high school. I, I don't even know if he was of age where he could go to combat or if he kind of snuck in. I, I have no idea. I've, I've heard it both ways. Uh, he was in one of our documentaries. I guess I could get in touch with him. I've got his phone number right here on my cell phone. I could probably find that out. Uh, and then Booker Washington the third was a Marine sniper in the Vietnam War. So I'm going to thread these stories together and bring them to you. They were both in the film Invisible Scars. Uh, now, l- let me share this with you with, with Booker. Some of the footage we're going to share from him, uh, he died back in 2016. And uh, we'd collected all of this footage uh, for him. Now, when you shoot a documentary, you know, know, most of the stuff ends on the cutting room floor and you kind of pull out the essence of of kind of what everybody's saying and kind of find the story inside all of that. And so uh, Bob Walder, our founder and executive director, he actually took the footage, uh, a lot of that, burned off of these DVDs, took it to the family. Um, you know, thought it would be a way to honor him post-death, didn't want to share that while he was living, um, but they watched those films and said that there were, there were stories in there and insights that he'd, he'd never talked about, never expressed. And, and there's a reason that veterans uh, want to protect their families from some of the things that they've seen, experienced, even things they've done uh, that they had to do uh, in, in the line of service. But also because of that, we miss out on some of the powerful things. And so I'm going to bring you some of that today. Now, let, let me set this up. I, I want you to roll in right here with uh, listening to Booker Washington III. Uh, I think you've probably heard him before in this season. Here's here's what he has to say. My name is Washington Booker III. I uh, joined the United States Marine Corps in 1967. Went to Paris Island September the 27th. 1967, ended up in Vietnam in May 1968. I served with the 1st Battalion, 3rd Marines, Bravo Company. Oh, I was a grunt. I did everything. Um, I was a rifleman. I was an M79 man. At one point, I was acting company gunner when the gunning sergeant got hit. I want to set up, I want you to hear Joe Montalbano. So if you're listening, if you're, if you're watching, you're going to see these shifts uh, because you're just going to see them pop up on the screen. But if you're, if you're just listening, 
Uh, I don't I don't watch a whole lot of podcasts. I listen while I'm running, while I'm driving. And so I want you to get the voice of Joe Montalbano. And this is from a Songs of Hope clip. So you're going to hear a guitar, some other things going on there. This is Bernie, the songwriter that we had assigned uh, to work with him. And so they're they're going to have uh, some 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 great insights uh, c- coming up. So here here they are. Um, I was an infantryman and uh, I was a rifleman in Iraq. Yeah. What'd you do before you went in? Before I joined the army? Yeah. I went to uh, went to high school. That was it. Uh, worked at a Subway. And uh, like I was telling you, I think it was you. Every dime that I made, I, I uh, spent on this little race car, you know, yeah. and took it out to BIR and Surrey and Talladega Short Track and would race it, you know, for fun. Because uh, we never made any money, so <laughs> you know. Uh, but that was that was about it. Okay, now let's go back to Booker. I, I want you to notice this. He is going to be very clear that there were some bad things in war. When you come out on the other end and and you, you've had people running next to you, you know, to get hit, and you running and you watch them out of the corner of your eye as they fall forward and they dead before they hit the ground. And these are people that you, you sat around in the foxhole with, that you sang with, and you know, it ain't, There's nothing uh, glorious uh, or all that other stuff. None of that stuff matters anymore. Now, catch that final line. He says there's nothing glorious about it. Everybody seems to idolize and glorify combat except for the guys that were actually in it. And as we shift to Joe, uh, he's going to say people actually encouraged him not to go and enlist. And in fact, they said, here's the phrase I want you to listen for. They said, if you go, you'll be infantry, which is what he wanted to be. You'll be out on the front lines. You will be a quote, bullet sponge. So did you know when you enlisted that that's what you're going to end up doing? Yeah, I mean, I knew that I was going to be an infantryman. Um, everybody tried to talk me out of it, you know. I heard stuff like, you know, you're going to get killed. You're, you're, uh, you're going to be a bullet sponge. and all this just and when when you have that that call on your heart, you know, uh, you can either answer it or not. So the first time you felt heard rounds coming in your direction, what was that like? Exhilarating. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of like that adrenaline rush that we were talking about earlier. Um, did you get mad? Or well, you- yeah. I mean, people are trying to kill you, so yeah, you get pretty pissed off real quick. Yeah. Um, all right, now that we got all that set up, I want to go back to Washington Booker here, and I want I want you to notice the tension, because it's not all bad. I had some days that I sit on the side of mountains and, and looked at, at pristine old growth jungle that nobody had been in in, in in a couple of thousand years that never had human habitat. You know, trees as tall as a, as a 20-story building almost, uh, uh, orchids and plants, you know, and, and just beautiful. And 
you know, you can see 10 miles in the distance and the river comes down and curves around the rock pile or rock formation. And, and, and so there, there were moments that were serenely peaceful and, and you could just really appreciate nature. And then there were moments where you were sure beyond a shadow of a doubt that you were in hell. Yeah, I think I've mentioned this in a previous episode that I, I, if you're listening, one thing that you don't catch is his facial expressions. And uh, for sure, when he's talking about some of the hard parts of, of war, difficult parts of deployment, you, know, you kind of see that on his face. But th this is just a wonderful man and has this extraordinary smile that you, you might not be catching. Maybe you're feeling that if you're just listening. Uh, here, Here's Joe talking again, and I want you to notice that he is determined even though he's not denied some of the negative stuff. Again, he was in our film about PTSD. He's determined that I want to also remember the good parts of service. Um, but at some point in time, you have to cut it off and, and say, it's time to be positive. It's time to you know, go forth and conquer you know, and, and, and forget the bad times. You know? Yeah, I just like the, the idea of just trying to paint that picture because 99% of all the songs and movies that are talked about about combat and combat vets are about the lows and the combat. I don't feel like anybody in the world needs to hear the same old country stuff that is about the bad times, let's remember the good times. The background music that you're hearing, by the way, is because we had other songwriters working with other veterans here on the same property. So, uh, you know, I think they're in, inside of a stable or an area where you can train and run a horse and others are outside on some of the fields. You know, there were horses around, uh, farm animals, ponies. Um, that's some of the background music you're hearing from the Songs of Hope. I've, I've referenced what the Songs of Hope is in others. Um, now, th there is this Old Testament story that I want to reference because Booker does not reference it, but he's about to say something that is uncannily similar to it. In Genesis 11, it contains the Tower of Babel story. You might know it. All of the people get together and they decide that they're going to make a monument to themselves. And so they're going to build a tower up to the sky to reach up to the heavens. The irony is that God comes down to them. However, he does say, uh, I think it's in Genesis 11, 6, now they are all of one mind, they're of one voice, they are speaking and rallied, rallied is my word, not in the scripture, behind the same vision. Nothing they propose will be impossible because they're unified. Now, it's an incredible story because right there, this is a group of people who are not doing something uh, that is uh, for God's glory. They're not doing something to benefit other people. They're not doing something noteworthy. They are doing something to honor themselves. They are building an idol to themselves. Yet God says nothing will be withheld from them. Nothing's impossible because they're unified. Uh, that story really reminds me of Psalms 133, 1 and 2, when David writes how blessed it is for brothers to dwell in unity. It is like, this is the reference he uses, oil flowing down the beard of Aaron, off the beard, off the robes. So he likens it back to Leviticus 8 when they ordained the priesthood. They would anoint them with oil, and they believed at that moment that the Holy Spirit 
empowered and covered that man for supernatural service to serve people at an excelled capacity that was beyond anything he could do on his own. Now, David says when people dwell together in unity, that it is like a supernatural empowerment. Remember, in Genesis 11, God said nothing they propose will be impossible. Okay, so no, Booker is not about to reference the Bible, but I do want you to notice just some of the vision of what he locks onto. If, if you truly believe that every single human life is important, that the most important thing on earth to a human being is other human beings, and that the greatest thing on earth is our collective consciousness and mind. And if we could ever tap into that, if we could ever just realize that the only thing holding us back is us. If we could pursue peace like we pursue war, you know, we would already be colonizing another planet. We would already be outside the solar system. We would already have cured cancer. We would already have, you know, we'd be a thousand years ahead of where we are now. Okay, so you, you just kind of imagine it there. Uh, is, is everything that he says possible? You know, I, I, I don't know. But it is the idea that there's something stronger we could do. You know, you imagine all that energy, if it's not expended on something negative, how much more it could be if it was all channeled towards a positive. And then I want you to listen right here to Bernie. Um, this is the songwriter that was partnered with Joe. They were determined to make that song sound upbeat. L listen in back to them. Fighting for the red one. Something like that. It's it's going to be different. It's going to be more of an upbeat. Well, it's, we're just yeah. yeah that's, that's where I want to go. Yeah. Well, it's I mean, that's a good uh, that's a good tune there. And I just think there's something really refreshing about painting a picture of everyday life. I mean, it's not like you you quit breathing, quit being normal, quit being you. You know. trying to come up with is the idea of normal life in a non-normal world, you know. So what I want to do is paint a picture both of how it's a crazy world in a combat world, but it's still normal everyday life and you have to do everyday things and stuff. And then adding to that the fact that that he dropped out of high school to go over to where he went at the height of the surge and all that stuff. Uh, it's really an interesting story, so I really want to get into that a lot. Just, I mean, the, the, the working title is a normal 
life in a non-normal world. Yeah. You know, and, and the other one we have, we probably can't say, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, um, it ends in whole and starts with S and rhymes with, with hits. So uh, we, we looked at that, you know, like, uh, but because that's what you, you're in. I mean, it's a terrible place to be. And, and you still have to get up and have your Cheerios. You know, I mean, it's just uh, people don't realize and it's still everyday life out there sometimes. You know? Okay, so right there, Cheerios uh, in a combat zone. Um, a, a normal life in a non-normal world. And, and then let's go back to uh, Washington Booker here. If somebody who who had been to Afghanistan or Iran or, or one of those covert wars came to me and said, you know, I kill people and and now I'm struggling with it. Now, you know, it, it, I, it's morally wrong and I believe that and that's what I was taught. But I'm still having problems with it. You know, I, I guess the only thing I can say to him is that Use it as a springboard. You know, forgive yourself, and I know that ain't easy. But try and do as much right and as much good as you can. Um, you you got to do something, all right? And I think if you have to concentrate on two things, you know, I try to spread as much love and peace and joy in the world as I could. And I would ask God, on a daily basis if I have to forgive me for my sins until I finally got the answer back, until he finally said to me, and he will, he, he will. Here's, here's what I want to close out with is, you know, the experience, if you served in the military, there were probably some difficult things that you would like to move beyond. Uh, the reality is there was probably a lot of loss um, there, even even if you uh, weren't in combat, you know, there's loss of time. There's loss of other things. In fact, in the book here, Disentangled, we do talk about a lot of the costs associated with serving. Um, there, there is loss. At the same time, uh, it wasn't all bad. There were some of the most powerful moments that you've probably experienced in your life that happened. The bad does not negate the good, and the good does not negate the bad. And you don't have to give up one to acknowledge the other. Uh, in owning the good, it doesn't mean you give up the right to uh, mourn the bad. And in mourning the bad, it doesn't give you the uh, ability or capacity or say, well, you can't at the same time honor and accept the good that was there. You, you can actually do both. You can hold all of those intention. If there was loss, particularly people closest to you, you know, one of the things we continue hearing from veterans is one of the ways to honor them uh, is to continue moving forward with a new mission that honors that sacrifice and moves forward. So what we want to do in this episode is not try to solve it, not tidy it all up, not fix it, but just say that so often these things can and they do 
coexist. Uh, I'm Andy Jenkins. If we can help you, uh, we would love to. There are some links down in the show notes for you for some tools, some resources that we have that are available for you that we'd love for you to take advantage of. This is the Warrior Hope Podcast brought to you by Crosswinds Foundation for Faith and Culture. Next week, we're going to be back and we're going to talk about what do we do from here? And that's going to lead us to moving into your next mission.